0: Welcome to CAS Conversations, a monthly podcast for school leaders, by school leaders. Each of our episodes will engage practitioners
1: and thought leaders in conversations about issues, ideas, and innovations
0: relevant to today's busy educators.
1: Hello everyone, my name is Rosie O'Brien Wojtek and I'm the Assistant Executive Director for the Center for Leadership and Innovation at the Connecticut Association of Schools. Today I have three very special guests to discuss the National Association of Elementary School Principals, NAESP, along with numerous activities, events, celebrations, resources and support that the Connecticut Association of Schools, CAS, provides to the elementary and middle-level school administrators and their school communities. Our first guest is Vicki Reed. Vicki is the principal of Highland School in Wallingford. She has served as the NASP Federal Relations Coordinator, the NASP Connecticut State Representative, and now serves as the NASP Zone 1 Director, representing all of New England on the NASP Board of Directors. Vicki has also served on numerous committees at CAS, including the CAS Elementary Board of Control, the Professional Studies Committee, and the CAS Board of Directors. Vicki is currently the chairperson for the Connecticut Professional Administrators Standards Council and is a member of the Early Childhood Exploratory Committee. Welcome Vicki.
0: Thank you, Rosie. That was a great introduction. I'm happy to be here today to talk with everyone about NAESP. It's been a pleasure for me to serve in the different capacities on our National Elementary Principals Board. And I've had the pleasure of meeting many, many wonderful people, both as state reps and federal relation coordinators, as well as fellow board members, and also meeting with many different people during their annual conferences that we have once a year in the summertime, and meeting some of the keynote speakers backstage. That's one of the perks of being on the board. I get to meet them backstage, and that has been great. So I'm happy to be here and answer any questions people may have about NAESP. Great, thank you.
1: Our second guest is Mike Litkey, principal of Navick Elementary School in Glastonbury. Mike was the former Federal Relations Coordinator for the National Association of Elementary School Principals and is currently the Connecticut State Representative for NAESP. Mike has served on numerous committees at CAS and is currently a member of the CAS Elementary Board of Control and is the Vice President of the CAS Board of Directors representing the elementary level. Welcome, Mike.
2: Thank you, Rosie. Happy to be here. And it's been a privilege to support CAS and appreciate all they do for principals in the state.
1: Great, thank you. And our third guest is Scott Nozick. Scott is the principal of West Hill School in Rocky Hill, Connecticut. West Hill School recently received the 2019 2020 CAS Exemplary Elementary School of the Year Award under his leadership. So, congratulations to you and your school community. Scott is the current Federal Relations Coordinator for NASP representing Connecticut. He is also the chair of the CAS Elementary Board of Control. Welcome, Scott.
3: Thank you, Rosie, for having me.
1: You're welcome. So I'm really glad that we're finally able to sit down and have this conversation. We've talked about doing this for quite some time. All three of you are very involved in CAS and NASP. Often when I talk with principals about membership in either or both of these organizations, they aren't quite sure what the difference is between CAS and NASP. In fact, some principals believe that if they belong to one of the organizations, they automatically belong to both there seems to be a lot of confusion. So Mike, let's begin by clarifying the two organizations. How are CAS and NAESP similar? How are they different? And how do the two organizations work together?
2: Well, CAS is the state association for school leaders and their school communities. And NAESP is the premier national association for elementary and middle level principals. Both organizations provide relevant and timely professional growth opportunities. And both organizations work as policy advocates, CASS at the state level and NAESP at the federal.
1: Great. Thank you. So, Vicki, as NAESP Zone 1 Director representing all of New England for the past several years, please tell us about NAESP, who the association is, and what it does.
0: Okay. Um, NAESP is our National Association for Elementary and Middle Level Principals. So. Um, primarily we work on providing professional development for all principals across the country both aspiring principals early career principals principals in the trenches and veteran principals in addition to that one of our key things that we do is advocacy we spend a lot of time staying very current with legislation at the federal level and its impact on state and local educational associations and we have our annual trip in march where every state sends a delegation to advocate on behalf of principals and for children primarily so the focus is on children and the roles that elementary principals and middle level principals provide so it sounds like quite a few
1: things that nesp does So on the board of directors, you've had numerous opportunities to attend national and regional conferences and meetings, as well as to work on very important issues through your NASP advocacy work, as you just mentioned. Tell us about some of the work that you've done and what you've learned through your experiences.
0: Our advocacy work is really a team effort. Both Mike and Scott attend, it's called National Leaders Conference, it's held once a year, and we are provided with information and talking points about Federal pieces of legislation and then what we do is tailor that to meet the needs of principals specifically in Connecticut and we provide information and we tell our story to our Connecticut delegation about the impact of funding or trauma or whatever the current issue is that is important to us we share that with our congressional representatives
1: so you'll be doing that again at the end of March 2020
0: Correct. We'll be going, I think it's March 25th. Uh, We'll be there for a few days in Washington, D.C.
1: Okay, And, and when you go there, you are usually doing what's called Storming the Hill. Can you explain what that means, why it's important, and even more what you're hearing on the big issues? And Scott, maybe you can talk a little bit about that as far as what the principals are concerned about and what NASP school leaders and state leaders will be doing to advocate on the Hill this year.
3: Certainly, as Vicky mentioned, we have delegations from each state that meet in D.C. to speak with their legislators. So with NAESP's help, each state does storm the hill. Uh, we meet with our elected officials or their aides, and we talk about our educational priorities. It's a face-to-face meeting that allows us to further explain our position on certain bills, and really allows us to tell our stories. You know, Real children, real situations, getting at the heart of the matter it helps explain why we're advocating for certain programs or for certain funding. Right now, key issues for NAESP include the reauthorization of the Higher Education Act as well as federal funding. So as many of you know, we're still trying to get to 40% of the excess cost that was promised in 1975 as part of the IDEA. We're looking at increasing Title I funding that helps low-income schools, increasing Title II funding, which is training for teachers and principals, and Title IV funding, which increases in-school mental health services.
1: Wow, so some very important work.
3: Yep, we're really trying to make improvements. Uh, these things really benefit the children.
1: Is there a way that you're communicating all these important things that NESP is advocating for to our members here in Connecticut?
3: Yes, actually between the, uh, the Twitter account that uh, I have and the cast bulletins, those are two of the ways we also update our cast members um, with the Elementary Board of Control and the directors, letting them know what's happening so that they too can have a a say in what's taking place at the federal level as well as the state level.
1: Great. And Mike, what about you? I I know as state representative, you're probably communicating with members across the state too, correct?
2: Right, so I primarily relay information, uh, any new information, any new updates from NAESP in regards to their offerings, in regards to new professional development, and I try to communicate that out so people can take advantage of it, who are current members, and perhaps those who aren't, see what's being offered uh, if they become members.
1: Great. So so I'm going to kind of jump over to something that I know Vicki just came back from. Each year NESP honors and recognizes principals for their outstanding achievement. One of the major events each year is the National Distinguished Principals Award Ceremony in D.C. Vicki, you recently returned from this event. Tell us about this year's outstanding principal from Connecticut and what the award ceremony was like.
0: Connecticut's NDP was Alicia Sweet-Daw. She is an elementary principal from Stonington, Connecticut. This event is the signature event of our association. It is held every fall in October. Um, Every state selects one national distinguished principal, and they are then flown to Washington, D.C. for a weekend of celebrations that concludes with a big black tie gala event where every distinguished principal receives a signature bell that they're able to ring all in unison when everyone has gone across the stage in addition to plaques. But I think one of the best parts of this event is the first day they arrive, even though it's a very busy weekend, but the first day they arrive, each distinguished principal has two minutes to tell their story to the rest of the principals, including the rest of the board. And to hear stories from all across our country, you'll hear similarities, but you also hear some triumphs and some really creative, out-of-the-box thinking, and joys in why it is we do what we do. There are principals from every state that are recognized and then there are also overseas schools and private schools that are recognized. So it actually is a little bit more than the 50, but everyone has a great time and it's really a special event that recognizes the hard work of principals in the United States.
1: Is that something that if our members and our listeners wanted to go out and see, they could see the 50 people telling their stories? Is that on the website?
0: I don't know if that they'll hear all of their stories, but they can certainly click the link on the NAESP website to see who those principals are.
1: Okay, so for our listeners, that's NAESP.org. Correct. Correct. Okay. So another major role for NAESP is communication. There have been several major publications that not only update and inform principals about the latest research on a given topic, but also serve as a guide for state legislation, funding, and programs, for example, A very important publication is Leading Pre-K-3 Learning Communities Competencies for Effective Principal Practice. Tell us a little bit about that publication and how it's created a shared vision and competencies for principal practice.
2: So Leading Pre-K-3 Learning Communities provides a vision of quality early childhood education for children. It lays out an aligned curriculum of research-based, age-appropriate standards and practices for the education of young children from pre-kindergarten through third grade and a framework to help principals support those connections between birth to five and K to 12 in order to ensure successful pre-K to three continuums in their schools.
0: Rosie, if I could just jump in to let our listeners know that that actual document is being updated right now. There's a cohort of early childhood elementary principals and leaders, are working with the University of Colorado and they are updating that document and the goal of our association is to have that updated by the end of this academic year.
1: Oh great, and then that will be something that we can announce to our membership when it's ready and yes. let people know. Yep, Great, so what are some of the other NASP communication platforms and publications that principals can either read, listen, view, or follow?
3: There's a lot of different publications out there i'm a bit old school so i actually still read a hard copy of principal magazine but they do have a digital version of that as well so the magazine is published monthly and centers on a specific theme so for example in october the theme was making schools a safe place the uh, the magazine is filled with various articles like trauma-informed teaching practices uh, looking at bullying in context lockdowns and drills restorative practices it was uh, truly a comprehensive way to look at school safety In fact, I took two of the articles and shared those at a staff meeting, and we read and discussed them together. So, one of the things that's really great about this publication is that I don't even have to come up with the discussion questions. The authors do that as part of the article, and all the publications are archived. So if I want to look at something from a previous edition, say on co-teaching, I can easily find them on the website. Oh,
1: wow. That's a very good resource. It's a
3: great resource. I use it all the time. And because I am involved with advocacy, I did sign up to receive the text alerts from the Advocacy Action Center. This is a new launch from NAESP. It's very cool and very timely. It allows me to, if there's a bill that's being discussed or proposed, NAESP alerts me. And with one click, I can actually share my feelings or NAESP's position with our local uh, policymakers.
1: Is that something any of the members can do?
3: Anybody that's a member can do that, and it's, it's so easy to use. Even I can do it.
1: And not, not to mention, it's very important for all of our representatives to be able to hear the things that are important to us as principals.
3: There was a recent bill that came out on vaping, and I used the one-click advocacy and uh, actually got responses back from uh, both of our senators.
1: Great, great. Professional learning is also a very important component of the services provided by NASP. The 2020 NASP Pre-K 8 National Conferences will be July 12th through the 14th in Louisville, Kentucky. Tell us about the conference this year, what it's like to attend an NASP conference, maybe who some of the keynote speakers are, and if you're a principal or someone who's interested in attending the conference, how can you register?
0: The NAESP annual conference is a great event. Principals from all across the country get together. There are a lot of breakout sessions, there's generally a strand that you can follow if you're interested in one particular topic area. There'll be keynote presenters and then there'll be session presenters. And there'll be fellow attendees who are presenting. The topics range from early childhood cool. up to middle school level, communication, having difficult conversations. I can't I've been to several <laughs> conferences, so it's hard for me to pick out one or two, but there's always something for someone.
3: And the fact that you've been to several tells you, I mean, I've been to yeah. probably about a dozen they're, they're outstanding. I've been in different ones, you know, put on by different organizations. Some of them are good, some of them not so good. But NAESP's annual conference, consistently the best conference. So many different options. Right. Really, you just pick and choose and you start at 8 o'clock in the morning and you can go to 5 o'clock at night. And then there's social gatherings in the evening. It's just the one conference that you can't afford to miss.
2: Yeah, and I haven't gone to one yet where I haven't brought something back from right. school. And it could be something as small as a, a book you use for the whole school kickoff or as big as when we started our makerspace. And then having those principals that you can connect with for support and for guidance and for help. I mean, it's a great, great event. Always take something away from it.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is that at the conference, there are different ways to connect with people. So there'll be uh, an innovation center with Andy Jacks and Hamish Brewer. There's also a Wi-Fi section where technology is used and then your regular traditional sessions. So there's opportunities to meet and greet. Like Mike said, I've been going for quite a while and I always bring back something. There's always a piece of new learning that I take away from the conference.
1: Yeah, along with the connections that I heard you guys talking about, meeting and the other principals and talking with them about what's happening in their schools, I think is always important. And then having those connections even when you get back to Connecticut and being able to reconnect with them throughout the year. So what are some of the other professional learning opportunities that are available to members?
0: We have webinars. Webinar Wednesdays, they are archived. I've done two webinars myself, members of the board, but also other principals will do webinars and there's a range of topics. There's webinars for aspiring principals, webinars on early childhood, and they're all archived. So if you can't attend on a Wednesday afternoon, because that's when they're held, you can click the link and you can hear it at your own leisure, you know, what works for you on your schedule.
2: Recently, uh, NASP is launching NAESP Radio. They've partnered with BAM Radio with Body and Mind. BAM Radio is one of the largest educational radio networks in the world, offering programming from top educational organizations and thought leaders. So I have found that NASP is always looking for the next big thing, another creative way to support and get information out there and to assist principals. They also have early career principal webinars. They're just the list, truly goes on and on.
1: Great. So, another one that I've heard you talk about before, Mike, is legal assistance and how that is a benefit for NASP members. Can you talk a little bit about why that's so important to people who are members of NASP?
2: Sure. Being an NASP member provides professional liability reimbursement of up to $2,000 per individual of damage settlement costs to eligible civil suit claims, in addition to reimbursement of up to $10,000 for eligible job protection-related legal claims. And, and these are areas of insurance that you may not necessarily have and, and you don't really think you need until you do.
1: And, and I think that's important. You don't really think you need it until you do. Right. Very good. So there's a lot of reasons why people would want to be a member of NESP. So if you are out there listening to us today and you're interested in becoming an NASP member, how can you do that?
2: All one has to do is go on to their website, just at NAESP.org. You can register right online. Now, I will say many districts will reimburse principals for this cost or facilitate the registration. So I definitely would recommend checking with Central Office first to see if they will do that for you. But otherwise, you can just
1: go right online. Perfect, thank you. So, we've talked a lot about NASP, but before we end the podcast today, I want to talk about the importance of also having a CAS membership. As you know, CAS provides a variety of student activities, professional learning opportunities, awards and recognition programs, and other supports and resources. So, let's talk about some of those activities and how administrators and members of their school communities can participate if they're interested.
3: I'll share my experience. I was involved in CAS way back when I was completing my internship for my 092 certification, and my mentor was involved.
0: Oh, wow. And so
3: she brought me along to several events. And from that moment, you could just see the value in celebrating students and celebrating families and celebrating staff. And once I became a principal, I made sure that my school participated in these programs. And from there, some workshops, which are always either free or very low cost, And then our students started participating in the Elementary Student Leadership Conference, uh, which was outstanding, and then Kids Marathon. And then just from there, just kind of snowballed, and um, I started serving on various committees. And 22 years later, I'm still involved. (laughs) Uh, Great people, great programs. I love it.
1: And that's great.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, CAS is one of the organizations that, in my opinion, is just truly selfless. It's there to support principals. And... For years, I've been taking advantage of the professional development opportunities. Primarily, that's how it started. Through that, made a lot of connections uh, just through networking, although that was not my intention at first. That certainly grew from that, and I've learned over the years how important that is. And I also provide a lot of, you know, Scott had touched on some of the recognitions, but again, they're there to serve principles. You know, education is a field where, you know, people are doing it for kids, so they're not looking for recognition, but CAS really recognizes that. It is well deserved whether it's for uh, for schools themselves with the school of the year program or for innovation innovative projects from teachers or parents that help the school or grants to support creative ideas within the school cast really just covers so many bases
3: and, and we do a lot of these things in our own buildings whether it's like a parent recognition or a student recognition but again when you go to a place a night out a venue a different venue and you have schools, not just your school, but schools literally all across the state. It's just very impressive, and it makes you feel like you're part of something bigger than you know your little school.
1: Well, it's great to see your colleagues, because we never see each other when we're, you know, right. especially elementary people, and I think a lot of middle-level people are starting to feel this, too, with some of the budget cuts and stuff, where you're a single person in your building, and so it's really nice to have those opportunities to network and support each other.
0: Yeah, my involvement in CAS goes back quite a few years, and I don't have really anything different to add to what both Mike and Scott have said, other than that the opportunity is there for other principals in our state to get involved and to meet other people and to make connections, and especially to support their building as well as their own professional growth, and I hope that people will take advantage of it.
1: I think something that Scott was talking about too is just being able to recognize and support you know the the different things that are happening in the schools and I think one of my favorite things right now is what's right with schools, that whole program on Channel 8 and being able to see just like real quick snippets of the things that are happening out in that are good in everyone's schools. I get a lot of ideas that way. So if school administrators want to become a member and get involved at CAS, what do they need to do? And how can they get their schools and communities more involved with CAS?
3: There's really a lot of options. So you know, I would start at the CAS website, and and everything's on there. There's just too many things to list. If you look under the publications, though, you'll find the legal mailbag, which is still one of my favorite things to read through CAS. But there's a great number of opportunities there. just You can know, always pick up the phone and call somebody. And everybody's so helpful, and they they want to make things happen. And you can definitely get involved that way.
1: Great. So is there anything else that I haven't asked that you would like to share about NESP or CAS?
0: Oh, I have one thing. NAESP is coming up on a big, big birthday. Mm. The association will be 100 years old next July. So there will be special events and activities that will take place in the 2021 Annual Summer Conference, which will take place in Chicago, the birthplace of NAESP. Oh, I didn't know that was
1: the birthplace.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs> and I, I would just add, one of the things I've learned about is the importance of having an organization and having a strong membership within those organizations when it comes to the profession. And we need to be together as leaders within this profession. and have organizations that are strong that look out for our interests frankly the state level and at the national level so membership is crucial in that regard in addition to all the benefits that we've talked about
3: and I'll just add a little on to that as well and just say that I realize how busy everybody is you know, with their both professional and personal lives so finding time to get involved in various organizations can be a challenge but I've always found that my time with CAS and NAESP is really time well spent. I think of it as like kind of going to the gym. It's hard to get there, but once you're there, you're happy you did it, (laughs) it's the same way. So being a member of CAS and NASP just helps me recharge and stay motivated as a school leader.
1: I agree. That's a great analogy, I like that. (laughs) Great, so I sincerely hope that all of our elementary middle level administrators listening today will get involved with both CAS and NASP. If you're interested, be sure to visit the CAS website at casciac.org for what's happening in Connecticut and make sure that you're getting the CAS Weekly News Blast. Also, be sure to visit the NASP website, that's nasp.org, and discover all that NASP has to offer. If you aren't already a member of CAS and NASP, we hope that you will consider joining both of these organizations and become involved. For more information, contact Vicki, Scott, Mike, at their schools, or please call or email me, Rosie Wojtek, at CAS, and we will be glad to answer any of your questions and help you become more involved. We know that you're going to be glad that you did. So Vicki, Mike, and Scott, thank you so much for joining thank us you. today for thank this CAS conversation. As always, it's a lot of fun talking with each of you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of CAST Conversations. This podcast is brought to you by the Connecticut Association of Schools, serving schools and their leaders since 1935.